coffee. Drowning in coffee sounds pretty great. <laughs> How much of that went in there? <laughs> oh, it went balls deep. <laughs> it's that chill out music. You know what I'm talking about? We got our dance moves on, guys. You can't see it on the podcast. I can see it. But I that is dance. white girl dancing at its finest. Yeah. Everybody, welcome to the Movie Dummies podcast again this week. We are dummies who talk about movies. Just regular old folks living their life, watching movies they like to watch and sometimes that they don't. And then we talk about it here. I am Joe. I am the good one, Shannon. <laughs> I'm Angela. I'm Matt. And no, A-A-Ron. again this week, that's two in a row, A-A-Ron. Mm. You done messed up, uh, A-A-Ron! But we'll, uh, we'll have to get him back on soon. Mm. We planned on doing a de- different movie for this week, but because he wasn't here... I'm so thankful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's filled with boobs. Uh, we decided to do A Knight's Tale starring the late Heath Ledger and I I would suppose the late Shannon Sossman because she hasn't been in anything but I think she's still alive <laughs> hey she's got a good name Sossman she Shannon. does she Shannon. does she has a weird mouth though she does so does Heath Ledger yeah they kind of fit that's together that's true no hi or it makes scars. the end very sloppy I'm looking it up very Shannon Sossman. Yeah, she's still making stuff to this day. I'm just a bad person. <gasps> oh. Well, that's right. She was bum, on bum, Wayward bum. Pines. Remember that, Shannon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember now. Hmm. She was the girl who died in front of Robert Downey Jr. in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, you need to see hmm. it. Well, this movie... Okay. She's been in way more stuff than Heath Ledger. Oh, true so oh, sorry. Oh, oh snap. Ouchie mama. Yikes. <laughs> this well, movie was always one of my mom's favorite movies. She yeah. Had, she had she a little crush on Heath. She loved this movie. She sure did. Angela has a I crush on uh, her... Paul Bettany. Oh, oh, so much. This is his very first American cinematic Role. You know, I was going to look that up because I figured it was true because it's the first one I remember him in. <laughs> he did a bunch of stuff in Britain previous to this, including a movie called The Heart of Me with Helena Bonham Carter and one of the Olivia's. I can never remember. I can't tell them apart. I can't remember which is which, but um, I want to say Wild. The really... Uh, um, the really uh, prim and proper one. So you're talking about? Uh, Gosh, he was in Kiss I Kiss can't. Bang Bang too. Who are we talking but about? It's I lost. Really this. good. He's in. What did you say? It's, it's called. It's called the Heart of Me. All right. Well, it's not before the Night's Tale. It's after. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. My and bad. It has Helena Bonham. Carter and Olivia Williams. Williams, thank you. But in any case, that movie's really good too. He did a, I don't know. He's done a bunch. He did a bunch of stuff before this, but um, like some TV series in Britain. Yeah, yeah. 
but this was his first American role, and he joked, liked to joke in interviews that his ass was on the American cinematic stage before his face was. That's true. <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> well, I guess in That's the same awesome. year, he was also in A Beautiful Mind, which is probably it's probably the movie that got him more attention. <laughs> no oh, offense. I'm sure it did. No offense to this movie. I'm sure it did. However, this movie definitely got more of a showpiece attention. Because his butt's in it. Get sure. It? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> a Beautiful Mind is a terrific movie, though. I, he's, uh, he's playing a real-life character. Yeah. Jeffrey I really like, really like the fact that uh, Alan Tudyk and him are in the same movie. I forgot that. Totally, I totally forgot that was this case. Yeah. I was saying Alan the same Tudyk. thing to Joe. Alan Tudyk in this movie makes me so happy. Yeah, it makes me miss seeing Tudyk's in more stuff. I know. And you know what else? You know who else I want to see in more stuff? Mark Addy. Oh my god! I want to see Mark Addy and Alan Tudyk in like a spinoff TV series called The Squires. I'm going to say another controversial thing. Robert Baratheon was my favorite part of season one of Game of Thrones. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's such, such a blowhard asshole. Yeah. It was amazing. I, that I'm damn actually on board with that. <laughs> Season one is the only season of Game of, Game of Thrones I watched. And most definitely Robert Baratheon was my favorite part. He's He's great. And he's like he's in so a lot fun. of stuff, a lot of like British cop shows and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go watch those. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, he's 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 so much fun. I'm gonna eat, drink, and whore myself into an early grave. Into an early grave. <laughs> <laughs> but looking at Alan Tudyk and Paul Bettany, it seems like they had great like chemistry as that I'm surprised they haven't been in another movie together. Right? Yeah. Tudix is like amazingly busy though. He he does so much voiceover work. Oh yeah, yeah it's he's true. In everything. And you and look Beth, at the first 20 Bethany, credits on his IMDb are all voiceover. And and Bethany does is like like the projects that he chooses like it, it's so weird like he doesn't do the same thing twice almost. and he I, I don't think he does a lot of small stuff either you, you think he'd like do some maybe work in between here and there but like he just goes for the big projects from what i can tell but you know well, wandavision I mean, like, work in avengers his, his work in avenger or in the marvel universe was not supposed to be that i mean right. no he was just he supposed was to be in the iron voice. man yeah right he was in iron man as jarvis he, he he had forgotten that he had even done that. He, he recorded all that over the phone talking to John Favreau. Wild. And then the next thing you know, he's Vision. Now he's going to have a TV show with Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I was going to say WandaVision would be. Characters. WandaVision could be a, a place where Alan Tudyk could pop up. Why wouldn't he? Oh, why you know? wouldn't he? That would be amazing. You're getting my nipples hard. It's, I mean, it's already shot and produced and ready to come out, but why couldn't he have done that? He has a relationship yeah. with Disney. Uh, you sure know, does. it could be a season two. He's the Disney animation version of uh, what's-his-face? John Ratzenberger. 
Because mm-hmm. yeah. Ratzenberger's yeah. in every Pixar movie, Shannon. Yep. Two Dicks is in every Disney movie. Yeah. Wow. That oh, wow. Not to mention, he has a history with Fox, with Firefly, and Fox and Disney are one now. Mm-hmm. Dave, Shannon's that. racking her brain. Well, who was he in Moana? He was the chicken. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> bloop. It's my bloop for today. Um, so, A Knight's Tale. Oh, my gosh. It's a 2001 yeah. movie starring the late Heath Ledger, who... I guess this is like his biggest thing at the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he just he, done 10 uh, things I hate about you. Yeah. And I think that is really what put him on the map. Opened up, started opening up doors oh, for him. I don't think he did much before that. He did the Patriot. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Was that the before? It was, it was before. right. It was right after 10 things I hate about you, but right before a night's tale. Uh, so okay. that probably propelled a lot of people to go see this movie. Because he is a very good part mm-hmm. in The Patriot, even though the movie's kind of yep. eh. The movie is not very good, but when he smiles and he's got the dye on his teeth because right. he was obviously <laughs> making out with the girl. Oh yeah. my god, it was so cute. And his career's really interesting, what he chose to do. Heath Ledger. Yeah. He Because these are not is... big movies. No. You know, he chose to be an actor. And he swung for the fences, and he often he he often knocked it out of the park. I mean, he was he was a phenomenal legend or a phenomenal actor. Yeah, but I mean, if you look legend. at like what would have probably been his uh, mainstream breakout role to make him like a household name, it was The Dark Knight, and that was. Oh yeah, yeah. His his version of the Joker is will forever live on as one of the premier portrayals of that character mm-hmm and then didn't he wouldn't he didn't he win the oscar posthumously yeah. posthumously yeah yeah i think he deserved it he did a really good job i think that's the oh. best acting i've seen didn't I mean, it was drive him didn't it kind of drive him insane and and well he had trouble sleeping is what caused his, his his mix of drugs because he was taking xanax and or something he was taking something and ambien and it's that and ambient that kind of really screws you up because it kind of locks you in place while you're pu- you choke on your own puke, right? Instead of turning over like you should, right? You already mm. read I blame the summary. No, I was about to. So, oh. a Knight's Tale is Sorry. about no, a dude who's a squire, dude, and that's Heath Ledger, and his knight that he's serving shits himself to death. And he kind of <laughs> takes his place, which is like really against the rules in feudal Europe, um, just so they could eat because they're all hungry. Um, his little partners in crime are Mark. What? Addy. Roland and Roland. Roland. And Alan Tudix, who plays Watt. And they kind of fall into this thing. Heath Ledger gets a taste of what it would be like to win. Mm-hmm in this first joust and they're like yeah let's keep. well he convinces them to keep doing it but his i mean he he wanted to be a knight since the time he was a little kid they slowly reveal that over throughout the rest of the movie that he had he had had this ambition for a long time and it, it's actually pretty and sweet opportunity just kind of fell into his lap of course he has to take it what you didn't see was that he killed sir hector 
He did not. <laughs> uh, no. You they thought about it for a poison second, that went right through him. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure poor sanitation, poor sanitary conditions in those times killed Sir Hector. I saw it with my own eyes, Ned. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, and that's who Sir Hector is. Dude, it's been killing me all day. What? He played Little John in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh. Yep. Huh. That's that's it. Yep. It's been killing me. So, okay. Got that out of... The movie starts with, like, telling you about, you know... It's kind of uploading information to you and kind of setting the stage. But the font really bothered me as it was playing because <laughs> this is the title is a knight's tale. So you're thinking medieval renaissance yeah. time period. So I'm, I'm thinking it should look like that. No, and then they the music is also not of the period. Correct. But I, think, <laughs> I was going to say, they're pointing rock music out of trumpets, but the font bothered you? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> the rock music coming out what of the, the trumpet. What the fuck is this comic sound shit? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a giant electric, or the electric guitar solo at the end of We Will right. Rock You, and, <laughs> and it's like they're coming out of those old-timey trumpets. It's so funny. And I even said to Joe, is that coming out of them? Like, are they playing that? No, the, no. obviously a different song was playing, or a different no. tune <laughs> was playing. No, they were playing We Will Rock You because everyone was singing it, but obviously you can't have an electric guitar. Right. But they do so some they... weird things with music in this movie. Like, later when they're dancing, it they're dancing as if all of that instrumentation yeah. is there with the song that they're copying. Yeah, according to yeah, IMDb, right. the director, Brian Helgelin... He mm-hmm. said that he used modern music to show modern audiences what people would have felt like during this time period. What true Renaissance music is used in modern mo- movies, but it fails to convey the emotional response that people held back then to such music. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, this this type of event, if this type of event would have, were happening today, it, it totally would have made sense for We Will Rock You to be playing there, and it would it would jazz up the crowd, and everybody would be. You know, yeah, and, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but William Thatcher was also a real person. He just didn't live in the 14th century, so I don't know if they, I don't know, they like wanted to do shit with time there or something. Yeah, who knows? I. I can't imagine two more common names in old England. Right. True. <laughs> people who thatched roofs for a living and people named William. I mean, you got a point, mm. yeah. I wrote down that I think it's interesting if you think of the feudal system, and it's probably what the, he was going for as an allegory to American aristocracy. And if this was intentional in the movie, I don't know. You think about you're poor, you're supposed to stay yeah. poor, and you're supposed to be happy with yeah. it. Yeah, right. And you can't I be mean, one of those. I mean, absolutely. It it could be what he was going for. It would be really smart. I mean, there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of ties you can draw there. Sure. That kind of stuff. So they win. They win their first tournament. They're walking away. Uh, 
they've decided they're going to go to Ruin and compete there, and a naked-ass Paul Bettany walks by. Well, we Playing have... Jeffrey Chaucer, the writer. Mm-hmm. The training montage, right? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Giant training... Well, I wrote down dilled veal balls. Sound amazing. Dilled veal balls, yeah. <laughs> That's what Tudyk says. Um, but then he gets his hair cut, and then we get introduced to... Well, he sinks in the river, too, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Enters naked guy. And according to IMDb, this was the very first scene that he shot. Just came in, balls out, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. (laughs) You know, welcome to set. In front of all these people, please walk around nude. Just take off your fucking clothes, man. Now, there's, there's some things in this movie that happen that make me realize why this guy doesn't direct anymore. And one of those things is that when they're walking into Rune and you see Chaucer like staring at the people rolling dice and it's too obvious. Yeah. Like that's not, you know, that's tipping your hand too much. Yeah. There was nothing subtle about that. He's like licking his lips and got a boner and stuff. He's like. Yeah. Would have been interesting. Well, it didn't show him the front waist down. You can't prove he didn't have one. And that's not standard fare for Paul Bettany, so I'm guessing the director was like, yeah, no, you're going to need to do that bigger. Oh. oh. Plus, you know, he, he probably was like, is this how American cinema works? I guess I'll do it this way. <laughs> Maybe. And then, what, Heath Ledger uh, sees... Um, Shannon Sassaman. Jocelyn. Jocelyn, yeah. And he rides his horse And his horse church. gets a boner. They ride into church. Right. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to he say what Paul Bettany's whole deal God. is. Paul Bettany is a writer, and they use him to write fake uh, patents of nobility yeah, yeah. to make him look like he's an actual noble. Heath Ledger, that is. So that he can compete right. in these events. Right. Because you have fake to be a ID. noble birth to compete yeah. in these tournaments. He's he's basically a fake ID guy. So then he follows Shane Sussman into the church, and it's I, pretty funny. I have to, I have to say, I'm sorry. During this whole conversation that they're having with between, you know, Heath Ledger, Tudix, and Mark, and and Paul Bettany, like the whole time, Bettany is just sizing them up like Marks. It is, yeah, mm-hmm. it's so fantastic. He's like, oh, here's my meal ticket. I got this, <laughs> and it's fantastic. And even at the end, uh, Jeff or Jeffrey Chaucer or Bettany's role said, I think I'll write this down, like telling the story. And the first chapter of Jeffrey Chaucer's Canterbury Tales is a knight's tale. Well, there you go. Yep. It's almost like that's where this was inspired from. Oh, wow. I wish you could see Joe's face. (laughs) Oh, that was good fun. So, Matt, were you okay when the guy was screaming, uh, cat's meat, hot Hot wine? wine. No, no, I think that I blocked that out of my brain because I didn't realize that's what he was yelling. Yeah, on the, on the kebabs. That's, I mean, that's kind of what happened back in the day. They didn't like cats in Europe in the 14th century. But I didn't even see one cat. You just got a plague over it, you know. Yeah. I don't know so much Whoa, robot. They were plentiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not on set. They were just plentiful. Mm. No, they hated them. They 
the church was like, oh yeah, cats are evil. Kill them. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they hated them. They were <laughs> witches familiars, you know. But this is the... Right. F- well, oh, yeah, yeah. Not only did they show his hand, Jeff's uh, gambling problem, but then he gets taken. Yeah, and they show his butt again. Yeah, and we get another naked scene. Well, yep. just the cheeks. Takes really. another involuntary vow of poverty. Mm-hmm. And he owes money. But then it's yeah. like he has a change of heart because he does this like speech uh, introducing Sir Ulrich. Von well, did they? He's the writer. To, he he couldn't just do it all boring. I wanted to ask you guys: the gambling debt people, did they ever give their names? Not that I know of. Peter. Mm. Okay, because well, he was like. At the end, the, he was he. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry, go go ahead. ahead. Sorry. When he uh, when they like left and he had paid their debt or whatever, he was Peter. like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna." Yeah, they got names. Sorry, go ahead. He's like, yeah, I'm going to write about you guys. So I wasn't sure if the, maybe he's their characters in Chaucer's books. but hmm, Simon the it. Summoner was one. Oh, I did see that. Which is a, a, a Canterbury tale. And the uh, other one was uh, uh, Peter uh, the Pardoner. Peter the Pardoner. I knew it. Yep, they were both in the Canterbury tales. Which I've read that. And the Pardoner's tale. So there's a Summoner's tale and a Pardoner's tale. And I don't know what they're about because I'm not a big Chaucer guy. It's been a while so. since I've read those. I'm guessing they're about awful people who are wildly ugly. Sure. Sure. My autobiography. Poor Paul Bettany Aww. developed laryngitis after all the yelling on oh, set, I bet. introducing, oh, Jesus. repeatedly practicing. <laughs> oh, you, I mean, he'd have to do those takes at least Ugh, a few poor times. Dude. I'd imagine that's what the director would have him do anyway. And it's not like they had a microphone. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) But that's another modern thing they're bringing into this. Like the, you know, your hype man like that. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I absolutely love a lot of the camera camera work in this film, though. Some, yeah, for sure. There's a couple of shots in particular that I, I absolutely love. Forever. Paul, Paul Bettany left cheek and Paul Bettany right cheek. <laughs> I really like the uh, jousting, the way the camera work was done with that. I mean, it's yeah, kind of what you'd expect, but it was done pretty well. Yeah, I mean, they're probably using NFL zipline stuff for that. So it's right. pretty think, simple system. I think, they did most, I, I think they did most of it on dollies, actually. I wouldn't think I on dolly because... Horses. They're on mud with horses running through it. I would think it's running on the zip line. You know how they do NFL games? Yeah, yeah, but I, I want to say uh, I remember from the special features like they had built tracks, like railroad tracks. Almost. Sure, that's what dollies run on. Right, and they had they had done that, but I I could be wrong. I could be misremembering it. I'm I mean, they could have. That's their, I watched it. There didn't necessarily have to be mud where they had the dollies. That's so they true. Don't have to do the. Sh- wide shot enough. There's also some that. stuff in this movie that just wouldn't happen today with like the horse falling over and stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, Peter would have a frickin' They'd never get bit. away with that. No. No. But it looked dope. Yes. Yeah, they did a good job. And you feel those hits. They look, they're getting hit. The stuntmen must have got paid. Yeah, and but I remember yeah. the lances being made of like wood. 
Yeah. So they yeah, were they very were light. Easily broken. They made them yeah. hollow too, so they would break easier for the shots to have mm-hmm. lots of pieces. They're really good at pretending stuff was heavy. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I also mean, liked the way that they made his tunic out of their tent. <laughs> Glancing over one to the my, side. Yeah, he's the worst liar. When, one of my favorite scenes is when he walks up and everybody's making fun of him in his new lighter, smaller armor. Right. And uh, he just oh, and he jumps on the horse. Yeah. On horse super easy, and everybody's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, was it a little too much, like though? Hmm? Was it was it too mean? much that he had two Nike symbols on his armor? Um, it was. Yeah, it was kind yeah, of. Yeah, they could have done something different with the symbols. Or just one. They don't need. You know, three it. lines, maybe like Adidas. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> that would have done it. <laughs> For sure. How about Red Bull? Gives you wings. Yeah. It does exactly. give you wings. So, oh, oh, one of my favorite lines. Oh, one of my favorite lines is, "It's called a lance." Hello, yeah. <laughs> that never fails to crack me up. She is telling him off, and she's like, "I'd rather be a silly girl with a flower than a silly boy with a horse and a stick." And he gets all mad and walks away, and it's just like. Cold Alance, hello. And he just has the most ridiculous <laughs> look on his face. And if you look really closely, you can see Paul Bettany breaking off the side. Right. <laughs> I couldn't remember I couldn't remember if they actually cut it from the tent is tunic. Yes. So when I, yes. when I had when I watched it again, I was like, is he just like looking like I love lamp? <laughs> yeah. like green. Light green with wood toggles. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but he's sitting there sewing it when they're right. teaching him how to dance. Yep, it's funny. That's cute. I didn't really like the so, whole taking a whole time to have a dance break scene. Yeah, yeah. That, this movie was two hours and twelve minutes long. That could have been cut. I, I could have lived without that. I think if they were just trying um, to merge modern music with dance. So my question yeah, is, I can't tell if this movie I can't tell if this mixing of all these styles makes the movie more fun or makes it lack an identity. What do you guys think? I think it makes it more fun. I mean, typically you can't really mix a lot of stuff without it losing its way, but I think it stays consistent all throughout, which makes it a which just adds let me ask you this question let me pose it like this though they chose classic songs to be the songs in the movie would you feel different about it if it was like Savage Garden or some bullcrap that was popular at the time yeah I mean it wouldn't wouldn't hold up as good I mean a lot of the music from the time wasn't doesn't still resonate with, with people today Okay. I kind of I kind of agree with their choice because if they had used like classical, you know, trumpet ass fucking medieval music, it would have been a different film. <laughs> it would have been a different trumpet feel. Ass. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's it definitely a would have had a more serious bent 
you know, and, and it might have right. made the silly dialogue and the silly things that were happening seem wrong because the rest of it was so correct, you know? Yeah, right. and this is a weird hybrid uh, crossover kind of genre thing. It's a romaction comedy. Yeah. So it's it has to touch a lot of bases. Shannon's looking at me like, you fucker. <laughs> you never asked me, but that's okay. Asked you what? I never got to share how I felt about it. That's fine. Would you like Speak to up. share now? Nope. I'm going to throw I'm stuff gonna at you. I'm going to trumpet ass myself out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I booped her snoot with a napkin. So what did you think? Do you like the music? I think the movie is what it is because of the music oh, and okay. how it's driven. It's enjoyable. Yeah, I think they- Hello? I think they gave it a less serious tone by doing that. For sure. I agree with that. And I can't imagine a movie that would be more comical or light or just more meaning if it was kind of set in this dreary, dark, disgusting, disease time. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, it's definitely an interesting yeah. choice. I don't agree with all the choices that they made for this movie. Um, I'm not. I'm not like a hundred percent on one side or the other with that. Because, like, if you think about Tucker and Dale, they don't add weird, any strange things. It's played perfectly straight, and that movie's still hilarious. But I think What's Tucker the, and Dale. Tucker and Dale evil? versus Evil. It's a horror movie. That's we uh, should so do that for the podcast. I think we have before. I'll have Not to look back. I've been on the podcast. But uh, Tudix is also in that. But I mean, like, there there could be a way where it could still be the thing. And like, other movies have done something similar to this. I remember in the movie The Black Knight with Martin Lawrence, where he goes back in time. Uh, uh, he, oh, yeah. he teaches them how to like dance and stuff, and it's hilarious yeah. because he moves a lot faster than them, so he beats the crap out of everybody. Right. <laughs> okay. Because they're just like plodding around, like thump, thump, thump. Why are you moving so fast? Right. He's like so shuffling his feet like Ali and punching him in the face. And they're like, what the hell? <laughs> so, I mean, there, there is like definitely different ways they could have uh, played around with it. But for the most part, they play this 100% straight. And then they, there's just these moments of levity, which I think is cool. Mm. Which yeah. I think is what you guys are getting at. For sure. Yeah. Basically, yeah. So can we talk about this oneer in the church that I Yeah, so that's I wrote down love. the shot in the church where they're arguing was probably the most interesting in the movie. It's a long oneer with quite a bit of dialogue, but the way that I the reason I like it is cuz it's from quite a distance. So body language meant a lot more than their facial expression than their like acting. Mm-hmm. So they had to act in a completely different right. way. And I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, it was almost like they had to act like they were stage acting. And I absolutely love that all of the extras are staring at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's nothing I hate more than actor than a scene where people are causing a riot. Like they're they're causing a ruckus. It's a big thing, and all the background actors are not looking at them. Like they don't even realize it's happening. It's like you've got to oh, be yeah. able to hear that. It happens in actions movies a lot when like there's people about to like break up, break out into fight, and they're shoving and stuff, and like the people like a seat behind them are in the audience or something, and they're just like, "Oh, I like the show." Right. Right. 
But all the, every single person on that set is staring at them. They're like whispering to each other. They're like, oh, look at this drama unfold here. I love it. It's fantastic. If you want some great extra talk, uh, how did this get made? Just finally released their episode about Swordfish. Um, Swordfish? The movie? Yeah, Password Swordfish. They had done, they'd recorded this episode like two years ago, but somebody like went on a racist rant in the audience, so they just put it in, in on the shelf until. People wondered what, how that got made? No, it's like, how did this What's get that? made in the sense that this is a piece of shit? How did this get made? Yeah. You've never listened to oh. the podcast? No, I have, yeah, but yeah. I, I guess Swordfish was a big blockbuster movie. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I. It sucks, though, and it's really stupid. And they talk about the extras when, like, the helicopter's, like, doing some crazy stuff. The extras are just all sitting there going, hey. <laughs> like, not, not acting at all. And it's hey. really, really funny. But I just, you know, my bloop. I bloop. The first time I ever saw Swordfish, I liked it. Oh, it's not good. Some audience member went on a racist rant? Yeah, it's not in the final episode of the, or the final version of the podcast. They had to cut that out. But anyways, um, we find out there's this guy named Colville in A Knight's Tale who's like pretty good uh, jouster, and it turns out he's yeah, pretty good. Prince Not Edward, good. yeah, the, the future Black king Prince of England. Of Wales. Yep, and uh, he's not as good as Heath Ledger. He, he's not as good as Will, William, right? Ulrich. But I really think that he was playing that. He purposely was trying to stay under the radar to just be. Well, he able wanted to, to go compete. do stuff for fun. Yeah, yeah. He wanted. Yeah, fun he wanted to I mean, I don't. Real. I don't think that he necessarily would have jousted poorly on purpose. He just didn't want people to know who yeah. he was. Right. And this all comes back. Obviously, this is all foreshadowing. Uh, Heath Ledger treats him like a person instead of like a, the future king. He's not like kissing his butt and that's going to come back later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sure is. Oh goodness. You guys remember way that makes me cry almost every time. Your dad heard that. Um, right before we're about to write this love letter to Jocelyn, they say, say something about Jesus. her breast. Right. Yes. You she miss her breast. And they're, they're like, no, no, no. How about you look above her breast? Her throat? I miss her, her throat. throat? <laughs> I like how they and all the add something. Like, <laughs> oh, and then yeah. I love the woman. She's like, uh, how about something? Or I was thinking more towards the heavens. Her breasts weren't that impressive anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I like how he uh, doesn't sign his letter, Sir Ulrich, so he doesn't lie to her. Yes. Right. Just the night of her heart. Aww. And the fact that each of them added their yeah. own perspective of love. They're all sprinkling in some salt. Into this love letter. Making it spicy. Mm-hmm. I think two dicks and is my two, favorite part. Two dicks? Yeah, when he says... When two dicks has to, has to kiss him. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> he, he cries in the church and he's wiping his eyes. Then she looks at him and he hands the Kleenex to her or whatever. The <laughs> handkerchief. That's funny. What did he say in the letter, though? Is that what you were talking about, Shannon? Yeah, because Tudyk says, um, "I miss like the flower misses the. I the miss sun. you like the sun misses the flower in the depths of winter." 
Because that's how much he misses food. Um, (laughs) So they go to Paris, and Paul Bettany evidently hasn't learned his lesson. He makes another bet. Yep. But it's a pretty good bet. But why are they letting him gamble? He's not just off in a corner rolling dice. But you know he's irresponsible. You shouldn't shouldn't enable this man. (laughs) Agreed. But he's, he's... He's getting the the team to be on board with it. Sure. The only difference between this bet and seemingly the other bets that he's made is this time he has the money to actually back his play. And he right. knows there's a winner in it. Well, William well, hasn't lost. They have a pretty good chance. Yeah, yeah right. sure. They have a pretty that, good chance. That is what it is, but... And there's another awesome If line. Roland wanted to go make the bet or if... Uh, right. Watt wanted to go make the bet. That's fine. But it's Roland who well, actually makes the the bet final. Yeah. Because he right. says eventually, the Pope may be French, but Jesus is but English. Jesus yeah, whatever. English. <laughs> that is that's also an American <laughs> thing. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus was white, wasn't that what Megyn Kelly said Jesus that was, on? Jesus was white and had a Texas accent. Oh, He's got blonde God, hair and his little beauty pageant sash. Yeah, sorry, Jesus mm. was a Hebrew, <laughs> and the Bible yeah. actually says he was kind of ugly. <laughs> it is what it is, though, guys. Oh my gosh! But it cracked me up, and mm-hmm. so that yeah. What they don't know, making the bet though, that. is he's promised her to lose. Well, he didn't right. really know. Either. He didn't actually. Yeah, that's he didn't true. actually promise her though. His heart did. Right. <laughs> Like I don't know either. So <laughs> he was pretty. He pretty much told right. her he wasn't going to lose. Right. But you know, he let his. But you then you don't fuck me. Exactly. But so he's throwing was... the tournament and he's getting whacked by a bunch of lances and stuff. And now I'm thinking like I don't really understand the rules of these tournaments. How can he lose all these matches and still win? Well. Right. He... They get a point um, every time they break their joust. He wasn't even attempting. That's not. He lost all those matches, Shannon. But you can come back up through the loser bracket. I don't understand. Like, they don't ever I mean, really they, explain it. They, yeah, I mean, they, they really do explain. a little bit. They said, They said. well, if you if you win all the rest, you know, when they're resetting yeah, his but, arm, he, they say, if you, if you win all the rest of your matches and some of your opponents take key losses, then you might still oh, no. have a chance. I heard it. It still doesn't make any sense because all they've shown up to this point is Heath Ledger uh, hitting somebody with a lance and he wins. Well, well, they say it's best out of three, right? You get three lances. Mm-hmm. If you hit them... Well, it's three points. Hit in the it's body. not necessarily best out of three. If no. you hit someone in the head and they no, fall off their horse, you win. There's not another run. And you win their horse. No, there is. You, there are three lances. No, it's you, you run three, three points. Lances. You hit them. It's both. Yeah, it's you hit them in the head. Lances. It's two points. Hit them in the body. It's one point. If you knock them off the horse, it's three. So if you knock them off the horse on the first try, it, the match is over. You don't run again. But you c- yeah. you can run up to three times. Yes, you run up to three times. Yeah, it's not confusing. So if nobody gets knocked off their horse, nobody gets hit in the head. I wonder why we don't do this anymore. Three mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, I think it's just like a, a thing where they don't, sh- you know, they should have shown uh, Heath Ledger winning a shit ton of other stuff 
before that, but they didn't or because a bracket a of some sort. Like how the yeah, bracket works. Done that. You know? I mean it was really sports centric. It was yes. like these all these people are like hooligan fans. Yeah. They could have had like some <laughs> they could have had like some kind of fancy like scoreboard or bracket, like you said. But right. speaking of hooligan fans, at the end of this scene, because he's losing, but then he gets the okay to win after he's right? He won her yeah, his he's love. Proven. <laughs> right. Well, he's proven that he loves her more than he loves winning. Because he pissed her off by saying, I'm going to win this tournament for you. And she said, no, you're going to win this tournament for you. Right. This is the whole conversation in the church, right? Mm -hmm. Was this the conversation in the church? Yes. It was the conversation in the church, yeah. Well, he he said, if you want to prove that you love me, then lose. Because that's not going to bring you any glory. That's not going to do you any favors. Right. But at the end oh. here, as he's winning, you see the helmet of one of these jousters fall into the crowd like it's a baseball game. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Going oh! after the foul ball. Mm-hmm. For sure. A little tease there. And then we are coming into England. And well, yeah, they go across the, the channel on the boat. He has another flashback to when he was a kid and he was given to Little John. And uh, then we see the perfume shop. Yeah, we see the perfume shop in the background there on the bridge coming into England. Brought back some. That's not creepy at all. I wonder if uh, that's the perfume shop that. No, that's the perfume uh, shop we're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) That Justin Hoffman worked in. It looked like the same type of deal, like on the bridge with all the shops and. Maybe it's the same scene. It's not. Who knows? They could have cut and pasted all this from their master file. In their master file? Okay. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> the fart. The master uh, file. And the bad guy in this file. movie. Rufus Sewell. Oh, he gives me Rufus the creeps. He's like a constant oh, a-hole. So I, I went to look at IMDb to see if he's like ever really a good guy. And of course he is. But his most memorable roles are like a villain. You know, he's like a, the jerk in this movie. He's the jerk in the holiday. He's the jerk and he's the jerk and he's the jerk. And... I started reading an, an interview, and he actually said in, in in this interview that it was this movie that made him kind of start playing the bad guy all the time, and that he'd, he'd get a script, <laughs> and he'd read it, and he'd say, oh, there's a dark figure on a horse, and he knew that's what they wanted him for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sucks to be typecasted, but he does it so well. He does. He really does. He yes, plays. The, <laughs> the article went to the great lengths. just love to hate. Yeah, it went to great lengths just to say it's because he's so handsome and so brooding. <laughs> so the guy, uh, the guy who played uh, Joffrey Baratheon actually like quit acting because he thought that was going to happen to him. Yeah. Oh. I think he got like offers for being a brat bastard, and he was just like, "I'm just going to act in local theater." Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. But the one line that this Rufus guy says about. It's just a trophy on my shelf. Oh, yeah. When he's talking about getting uh, Shannon Sossman, yeah. He plays this creep so well. You know, I didn't really... You didn't need that. Like, just to add another layer to the problems that are going to be happening, maybe it's just to show further class difference that he can just pick his wife like that and there's nothing he can do about it. Like, I don't know what exactly they're trying to play, but I don't think they had to go that far. I think it just... 
Well, I think they needed to build up conflict because what else do they have? They're just well, like, oh, the, he's really good at jousting, so I hate him. The big conflict comes in a minute. You didn't necessarily have to have Rufus Sewell say something. He could have just acted like, ooh, I'm jealous of you. And that's why he goes and follows him to his dad's house and gets him arrested. I don't think it hurts, though, to see the anger between them build between yeah. the jousting yeah. match and he loses to him. And then he gets called back to war and he's winning all the matches. All sure, they already William. showed, you know, but that's right. Like, I don't think it hurts. It just added to the story. Is it to just show the time, too, that maybe Shana Sossman's character would also be upset that she's going to be forced to marry this dude, but that never really plays out? Is there a deleted scene that shows that? I don't know. I don't know. It seems just like extra for the sake of being extra. Mm Mm-hmm. He might have been just making... Yeah, it's hard to say if they had uh, something on the cutting room floor where he was like, oh, yeah, uh, totally gonna... Because Your father already said I could... Yeah, she's literally talking about she's just gonna run away with him anyways in the next right. scene. It would have probably made more sense to build more into her character and her back, like where she's from, who she is noble of, or whatever. Yeah, we don't really learn be... about her deal. We didn't. We just know that she's... Yeah, they did that on purpose because they're the only time they ever like kind of said anything about specific nobility was the Black Prince. Other than that, they were just like, oh yeah, these are all noble people. She seems she's up in the noble side of the bleachers and right, for we sure. know that she's also in like nun training, it looked like. <laughs> nun they call her princess at some, at some point. Oh, do they? I, I think she's... Yeah, I think she's a princess of some kind. Oh, okay. So, huh. you know... Some, sure you know, wasn't back some in those like, days, back in those days, like each individual county had their own king or royalty. Noble, take a couple of these extra nobility. scenes off and actually give her some character development, and that <laughs> it would probably make her story a lot stronger too. Yeah, yeah I could live without it. The yeah. film is already kind of long, though. That's why I think like you're supposed to just kind of assume that Heath Ledger is doing this long ass tournament, but if they show it. It's going to be like a three-hour movie instead of two hours and mm. 15 minutes. Or whatever. Right. Yeah, no <clears throat> one wants a perfume long movie. No, nope, 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 nope. And it was a magical moment when he goes to see his dad. Yeah, it was and cute. he became something of himself. He changed his stars, so to speak. Has he followed his feet back home? What do you think? I didn't cry the first time I watched that. You it cried the last time you watched again. it, too. <laughs> I I am not going to lie to you. I did cry at the very end when John Thatcher heard his son's name. Yeah, yeah, when Tudix says the cry line in this movie. Mm. Yes. <laughs> did you hear that? He said, William Thatcher, your dad heard that. Oh, I'm, I might cry right now. Yeah, yeah. It's the cry line of the movie for sure. Oh, wait. That's just oh. eyelash on my cheek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so speaking of that, do you guys think the Black Prince, because he, uh, we, we can get to that later, but um, yeah, I've got a question regarding that. Go. Oh. Ask. Well, we'll just skip to it. So well, William gets arrested because Rufus Sewell follows him to his dad's house. William gets put in the yeah, stock. Yeah, yeah. Then the Black King comes out and met. Black Prince. And Black he Prince. says, oh, yeah, our... Uh, going on with my camera. He says, oh, yeah, my conscripts actually, like, researched it, and he's got an old lineage of royalty or something like that. That's definitely made up, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you guys yeah. think there's 
maybe smack them. Yeah. Okay. But that's part of the point. I don't know if maybe you like, He can do right, that. Right, right. In the feudal no, system, yeah. Prince of Wales. you just become, you know, you can become a knight, and you can become a lord if someone just appoints it to you. Like, right, exactly. The, like, the people who would be considered, like, actually royal don't actually have offspring that could, like, spread out because they're keeping it all in the family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's why they bleed so much. Leading to madness. Right. Yeah, that's Usually. true. The Mad King. Jeez, we're a lot of Game of Thrones references. Rufus Sewell's like a bit obsessed with him, though. It's like it's obviously an unhealthy level of of obsession because he goes and sees him in prison and he punches him a bunch of times. And he's I think it's just because I there's mean, no one else of his stature that can compare to him. I think I think Rufus Sewell recognized him for what he was immediately. Uh, you know of not of noble birth. I mean, well, not he, necessarily. He said but something like he, he, he says says that like the beginning. country night, yeah. right? These country, but I think that he he dismissed him immediately as somebody unworthy of being in his same circle. And right. when he, you know, when he saw him turn, you know, when he got called back to the free companies and he couldn't compete in the tournaments anymore, and he saw, you know the tournament results come in and, and Ulrich is just on the top and the top and the top. And this guy is just like, who does this most think he is? He, I think he, he, no, he doesn't belong here up here where I am. This is where I belong, not where he belongs. He belongs down there. I, I, I think he actually suspected that he wasn't even country folk royalty or whatever he calls it. Because at the ball, he's like, oh, yeah, why don't you show us a dance from your country? I agree with yeah, you, Yeah, that's Matt. true. He had, like, a feeling that something was there. Mm. But when everyone kind of got into it... Uh, that might have been the case, or it might have just been the case that he felt that, like, Gelderland was dirt poor. And they weren't. They right. probably didn't even have a dance because they're such low people. Well, why did he have the guy? Why did he have him followed though? Because I don't think he actually followed him himself. Because he's talking to the one lady at the beginning of the scene. I think at that She's point like, oh, in yeah, time, that's when he starts to suspect that something's going on. Because where is he going? Why is he in this cheap part I of think, town? Right. I think he. Isn't there a part where he overhears somebody call him William? Well, he says, "Will." Right. Will you? You know, like that. Oh no, that was with Peter the Summoner. Oh, and that's right. Yeah, or Simon the Summoner and Peter well, the, the Partner. I, I thought there was a point where he was just kind of like lurking in the background, and and somebody called him Will, and and maybe I could be wrong though. Well, Shannon Sossaman has heard. She said, "I've heard that your people call you William," so he could have heard yeah. the same yeah. thing. Well, he she said she heard it from her handmaiden, so who knows? Hmm. Maybe he's getting with the handmaiden. And if there's think, any yeah, I think scene he just kind of suspected it from the beginning, but... That I cried, yeah. it was when the Black Prince knighted him Sir William. Oh, you know... Oh, my God. The moment when the, the prince is going to knight William, the, the emotion, like, of disbelief on Heath Ledger's face mixed with Paul Bettany, like, comforting him, it was a really good acting moment. It's a good scene altogether. It's beautiful. It's Dude, absolutely they're, they're beautiful. Really good actors. Yeah, Alan I mean, this is what Tudyk. happens when you get really good actors. Oh. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. 
It's really, really good. And then he gets to joust. You have to finish the tournament going up against Count Adamar for the for all the marble. And that dirty so, dog decides uh, to cheat. No, he's a cheater. Well, of course he has yeah, They really to. build him up as the villain because not only does he cheat there, they actually, t they actually said the prince called him back from the war because he was having all his people like pillage and murder people. Right, yeah. right when the tournament started. Yeah. It was like Joffrey was talking to William about it and he came in and finished his sentence. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was creepy too. But it made me think that this movie was trying to kind of foreshadow more of like a Romeo and Juliet story. Like if he was going to you know, put a sphere or a sharp object at the end of his, he was trying to kill him. Yeah. yeah he wasn't trying to, he was yeah, trying to murder him. Yep. Take him out, get him out of the way so that he could claim his rightful place as the tournament champion and Jocelyn's husband. And I did really enjoy how he introduced Sir William the last time, Jeffrey, and jumped up and was kind of walking oh. around where the Black Knight was and uh, his father. The prince. Prince it, Edward, yeah. The whole movie just ended really on a good note altogether. Like, I didn't need to see them kissing, but the fact that well, he won. Yeah. Oh, no, the kissing the scene. One part you don't like that. The one part that kind of confused me is when he screams William. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Why is he screaming his own name? He does that in the sack, too, by the way. <laughs> it's his finishing move. Is that what we do? You oh, scream your own name? William! Oh, yeah, William! <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Why does he say his own name? I don't oh, know. I you know, I, th I think it's pretty much to, like, get what's-his-face off his game and kind of, you know, show him that he has descended the stars or whatever they... Or this is for my father or... Jocelyn, or any number of things that would make more sense than screaming your own name. I think it's, it's more right, like, yeah. like he's just missing the I'm. I'm William. Yeah. Not, you know, I think that. Or I he, if I he literally, that. it would have been better if he just screamed, This is a knight's tale. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's almost like, hey, remember in Braveheart when he screamed freedom? His name freedom. was William. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, "Merci, William." Right? Merci, now say it. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't know why that happened. But. And you know, when I was watching the movie, I was like, "That's dumb." But now I have a huge problem with it. Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> <laughs> like that's really stupid. William, and they they do they play it twice because he screams it. He hits Rufus Sewell. Yeah. Rufus Sewell floats, has a little yeah, like uh, a out of body experience, and then they play the audio of him screaming his own name again. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been better off if he was like William, and then like go back to it, and he's like Thatcher, right? Something <laughs> is my name. Yeah, anything. Is he talking in third person? Right. He's talking in fifth person because nobody knows <laughs> the hell is he talking about. William, I don't know. Ooh, is this gonna be a deal breaker for my rating now? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Are we at rating status? I think this is pretty much the end of the movie. He wins. Yeah. He's a knight. His dad's happy with him. He kisses Shannon Sossman, and the movie goes to credits. Awesome. Yep. All set. Happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Happily ever after. <clears throat> okay. So, who's going to start rating this? I'll start. Uh, I can start. Oh, no. Nope. Matt. Matt. Oh. Matt. Ladies first. That's what I said, Matt. <laughs> Damn. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, it's not only that, like, there's a lot of, like, good stars who kind of make up the core of the cast. It's that they actually deliver really good performances, even, like, taking into account their whole career and stuff. Um, the, I, I, you know, when I had seen, like, the previews back in, you know, the pre-9-11 day or whenever the frack this movie came out, I was really taken off by the fact that they used modern music and all that. I was like, mm-hmm. that's really stupid. But I think it kind of added to the, to the movie overall just because it was like, hey, this is, you know, you're not supposed to really take this that seriously. Um, I like mm-hmm. the... You know what a lot of people or what we really haven't mentioned so far that a lot of people I'm sure enjoy this. Uh, the overall arc of like not only the story but the character arcs and all that. Obviously, they could have added more of Jocelyn and all that, but um, the action was good. Uh, I think overall it was just a really good movie. I'm going to give it a eight point four three. Okay, Shannon. So I have a similar kind of feeling that Matt does. I enjoyed the. F- funny comical parts of this movie even though it wasn't laugh out loud it was more like funny in the aspect of it happening i guess you could say um the acting go ahead sorry sorry i don't mean to interrupt i was just gonna say i think there were a few parts that i laughed out loud at though and i enjoy that and it's hard to have a movie that you've rewatched that makes you laugh out loud again because it's such a rarity to have that happen You really have to have an actor that allows for that type of uh, comic relief within the setting. And the acting, like you said, there were scenes that, like that end scene in the, uh, where the prince was knighting him and he was being shamed and everyone stood up for him. That, that's one of the best scenes of that movie that I really enjoyed. I really think this movie it has a high rating for me because of the way they put it together with the music and the modern feel to it. And it is what allowed me to give it the rating that I did as an 8.5. Okay. Nice. Angela. So I'm also going to give this an 8.5. Um, I like Joe mentioned, this is our mom. This was one of our mom's, favorite movies um ledger so handsome i watched this a lot with her and and without her and i actually suggested this movie because i i just love it so much um but can we real quick can i interject heath ledger is a huge step up from her previous crushes of david hasselhoff and michael bolton (laughs) oh most certainly i mean I mean, most certainly, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, but I, I absolutely love Heath Ledger in it. He's 
he's just charming as all get out. I love Paul Bettany abs. Yeah. Um, I watched, I mean, I even watched his stupid, like, stage play with Nicole Kidman. It was awful, <laughs> but I watched it. Um, so I'll watch him in anything. And Alan Tudix is all is amazing as always. He's one of the best character actors of this gen of my generation of this generation. And, um, Mark Addy is great. I I just love this movie so much, and I want everybody to watch it for sure. It's fun for the whole family. Joe. Okay. Did you? Did Angela say a number? Eight point five. She said right. Eight point five. Okay. Um, this is Sorry. one of these movies. It's like I was just thinking. It's like the baby brother or like the the long lost cousin of like American Outlaws, that Colin Farrell movie where he was Jesse James. Mm-hmm. They're just they're fun. They're not like going after Oscars. They're every everybody in it is super talented though, and they're getting the job done in a way that a lot of movies don't do and i think like if you didn't have the cast that you had in this movie like this could easily be one of john travolta's straight to dvd movies oh yeah for you sure. know this 100%. didn't but because of the talent that's involved in here you took something mediocre and you made it special and while the directing mm-hmm. and the editing could be fixed could be tightened up could be could be better this is something that you could uh it's aged very well and you can pop back to it probably for the next 20 30 years or however long we're going to be alive and still be entertained by it there's nothing wrong with this movie. I don't know that it's going to be on like this is my favorite movie of all time list. You know, it's probably not going to break like my top 50. But this is definitely worth watching. If you've never seen this movie, it's it's 2001. It's a bit old. Um if you've never seen this movie, I think it's way more than worth your time to watch it. Think about all the movies that are on Netflix that this is better better than. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yes. I I think this movie is probably would definitely be in my top fifty and maybe even my top thirty. Well, not me. I only and give I don't it mean eight like best movies. I I don't mean best movies of all time. I just right. my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I probably got thirty movies that I would give a ten to above this one at least. I give this one an mm-hmm. eight. Okay. Very good. It's still pretty good for you. Yeah, it's very well. It's entertaining. I'll watch it again. It, it to me to get above like a six, you have to want to watch it again. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I watched The Godfather; it was f- well made. I'll never watch it again. Does that make sense? Scorsese, yeah. 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 Like The Godfather is like I can understand why people like ooh right, but it's boring as hell. I don't want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. was fun, and now that I I talked about it, I kind of want to go watch The Black Knight with Martin Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, they massacred my boy. oh but guys that's it that is a night's tale we all give it a definite hearty recommendation correct yes 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 go watch it it's on netflix before they take it away forever i don't know when that's gonna be i'm just i'm Who using knows? scare tactics i shouldn't do that so thank you so much for indulging us with a night's tale have you seen it did you like it send us a note at moviedummies at gmail.com or go to anchor.fm slash moviedummies and leave us a voice message. This was fun, guys. It was fun. It was it super was. fun. I, love to guys. I kind of missed this version of Tudic where he was, you know, Steve the Pirate 
And, oh my god! <laughs> and he was, you know, what? And you know, he was doing all this crazy stuff. But I also kind of like that he grew as a as a performer, and he's got to be all kinds of cool stuff. So yeah, I mean. One of my favorite performances of his is Zombie and I Robot. He's astounding. Yeah. Mm. Which is really just K2SO Light. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. He's K2SO in uh, Rogue One. Oh. <sighs> Cassian said I had to save you. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. I am Joe. <laughs> I'm Shannon. I'm Angela. I'm Matt. See you later. Cheese. Baggies Bags. of cheddar. Ziploc. Also, bye. 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 bye.